godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. What's happening, commuters? Faithful listeners of Commuters Communion, welcome. I am Terrence Moore, and welcome to Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. My goal is to help you to stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-thru. As I said, my name is Terrence Moore. You can find me at Rhythm and Redemption on Instagram. And today, what's on the menu? Divine Detours. I don't know about y'all, but I used to get into a little bit of trouble in school as a kid. Um, I was that tricky kind of trouble, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't... I knew that because I did well with my work and I got good grades, all that good stuff, that I could push the boundaries with my teachers and stuff like that. Um, Most times, I I was just talking in class, so I ain't really getting no big trouble or nothing like that. I was just talking too much in class, talking to my peers, distracting them. So nothing too bad. But... There were a few times where I got into trouble for bigger things. Now, during those times, you already know what happened then. Gotta go to the principal's office. And usually there'd be a car that had to go home to mama after that. And if your household was like mine, ain't nobody want that. Now, the convo and the consequences that would follow, and thinking about those things and thinking about that car and thinking about what would happen. Not only after that call, but what would happen when I got home made that walk to the principal's office quite unpleasant. Um, you know, it had a it had to do nervous, you know what I'm saying? Gotta be real. It had me nervous and all of that. You're thinking about what's gonna happen. Um, you're thinking about how mama gonna react, you're thinking about how you're gonna get in trouble. Um, now all of this comes to mind because I thought about the ways that that same mentality, all those thoughts that happened and occur on my walk to the principal's office, how that same mentality has persisted in my life, particularly in response to the sin that I've encountered. Now, what I mean by that is that sometimes as I'm convicted of sin, the road to confession and restoration feels like the hallway to the principal's office characterized by shame and nervousness, distance to God, and just an anxiety about what's going to happen. And the Lord helped me to realize that the decept- there's deception in that. The truth is that whatever drives you to Jesus, whether it's discouragement or shame on the negative end, or whether it's something like joy and gratitude, when you're in the presence of Jesus, you're also in the presence of freedom. Let me put it this way. Coming to Jesus isn't like going to the principal's office. It's not even like going to the bail's bondsman, right? Or if you're talking about like going to jail or something like that. Coming to Jesus is like seeing the judge himself and the judge disarming your defenses, coming to embrace you and saying that you're his or hers and to be free. And all of that is because of the grace of the gospel. It's because the grace of the gospel is so extravagantly scandalous that it can redeem these missteps. It can redeem these detours and turn those into something that is characterized by freedom. So the text that I felt pulls this out was uh, in Psalm 139. 
And that's where we're going to be for today. Um, as we go into that song, the main point for today is this. The grace of the gospel can turn the discouragement of detours into freeways to freedom. So let's open up our text again. We're in Psalm 139. And I'm going to be looking into verses 7 through 14. And it reads, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. For darkness is a light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Hey, so... Honestly, like this text um, and that chapter in particular speaks for itself. It has a lot of prose and poetry um, and really just great insight on what it means for God to know us. Um, So I feel like it really speaks for itself. And I hope that you can go there and get time with it uh, for yourself to let the Lord speak to you uh, through it. But as we do in each episode, I do want to point out a few things about where you can find freedom within going to the Lord, regardless of what road led you there. And so to begin, the first point as we go into this main point is this, that the best part of highs or lows, our ups and downs is God's presence. Take a look at verses eight and nine. It says, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your right hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Now, that communicates a couple of truths. One is a beautiful truth that wherever you go, God is there. There's no place that you can go to escape God. I don't know many people who are trying to go to hell, but the writer of the psalm is saying, even if I make my bed and rest in the lowest place of depression and just downcastness in my mind that I might call a similar to hell, you are there. You're not intimidated by God. And so it communicates this inescapable nature of you if you are a Christian to the Lord and that's a beautiful truth and the other thing that it communicates is that wherever you are whether you're in that deep dark place or whether you're in the highest place of heaven that you feel like um, that you're in God being there is the best part of it Um, I had a friend an old co-worker that used to have this tattoo this tattoo that read um, God is greater than highs and lows and I think um, I really thought it was a beautiful tattoo to be honest and I think the first point um, of what I'm saying, the main thing is that the best part of the high or low is God's presence in that. And that should be freeing. That means there's no low that you can go to that you can escape God's presence. And there's no high that you can ascend to that's going to be better than God's presence. God's presence is definitively better than anything that you can ask for. And there's freedom in that because it's not like you're it's not like putting on a CD and you wondering which track is going to be best. And you waiting for your part to come on. This tells us that regardless of what part of the track of life that you're at, God is the best part, regardless. And he's there eternally. And that's, a, that's something for freedom. That's a point of freedom for us. 
so yeah, the best parts of any high or low is God's presence. Second point that should point to freedom. Darkness does not intimidate God. I'm going to say that again. Darkness does not intimidate God. Verse 11 and 12 say, If I say surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. And so it should be freeing that even when we're in depths of darkness that we didn't even anticipate and didn't think that we can withstand, God ain't intimidated by that. God is the one that in the pit of darkness in the beginning of of creation in Genesis, when everything was formless and void, God said, let there be light. He knew it. He observed it. He knew the depths of it, even beyond what can be perceived. And he was the one that created something out of that. God is not intimidated by your most dark places. There's freedom in that because you're known. There's freedom in that because God isn't caught off guard. There's freedom in that because God can see you in these places and say, I still, I'm still not done with you. And there's light that I know. And there's light that I, I intend to show you um, within that place. So find freedom in that. That is good to know. Um, the third thing I want to point out is that you are intricately and wonderfully made and known by God. Verse 13 says that for you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. When you're repenting or being restored or going to God, there's nothing about your condition, what you did, your thoughts, any of that, that God didn't already know. That doesn't excuse anything. Only his blood could do that. But it does give you reason to... (laughs) to go to him in humility because he wants you and he wants all of you and he wanted you even knowing everything that would happen so you going to him isn't a thing to dread it's a thing to celebrate you're going to the great redeemer you're going to the great restorer you're going to the one who has forgiven you of everything and that destination in mind is more encouraging freeing than the detour that took you there if that detour is shame or nervousness or fear or disappointment in yourself any of that that detour is not as important as the destination because the destination is freedom and the destination is this place of being cherished by a god who fearfully and wonderfully made you and knew you he formed you he knitted you together and your soul can know that your soul can rejoice in that so yeah y'all the those points again explore freedom those are a few elements of freedom that you have there's way more in this text i really recommend that you dig into it um and yeah that you find more um i'm not gonna go through all of them i don't want to exegete this entire text and find as much as i can what i really want you to do is seek the lord himself for a fundamental shift in your mindset and that shift is is one that's um yeah defined by moments when you have a detour with sin or with some struggle let that road lead you to reasons for joy let that road lead you to reasons uh to be excited about where those things lead don't be as caught up in the fact that something happened be as be as caught up in the destination that's that's going to lead to again i just think this image of like just walking to the principal's office that really resonates with me because i i just know like you're like oh i know what's gonna happen it's about to go down i'm about to get in trouble 
And that's not how this should work with our Lord. The Lord values every single moment of, of interacting with you. If sin led you there, repent and be healed. If gratitude and joy led you there, exalt the Father and be known. But either way, find freedom in the Lord's presence. And just as the main point says, to repeat that, the grace of the gospel can turn the discouragement of detours into freedoms, uh, into freeways to freedom. It doesn't matter if doesn't matter if discouragement or shame is sending you to Jesus or joy or gratitude or anything else is sending you to Jesus. Know that to be in his presence, to be in the presence of freedom. So I'm praying that this message encourages y'all. I'm going to leave y'all, of course, with uh, a couple of things on your to-go plate. For today, what I'm going to leave there is just continue on with this image. Uh, the first thing is that when you're confessing sin, do you see Jesus as um, the principal who you're going to who is only going to get you in trouble? Um, are you seeing him as the Bales bondsman who is going to get you out of trouble, but is really just looking to exploit you or not a pleasant place to go? Are you looking at Jesus as um, your father's house where you can be, where you can receive him and receive joy and receive freedom? What's the image that comes to mind when you think about repenting from sin and turning away and being restored? What's the image that comes to mind? So that's the first thing I want to go play. The second thing is for you to pay attention and to think about and to monitor your heart's posture when you do need to come to God in in repentance and in confession. Does your heart light up because you can find something of freedom and find something of forgiveness and restoration? Or does your heart wallow in the sorrow of the despair? Conviction should lead to restoration and restoration should lead to joy. So think about those things. I'm going to pray um, and send y'all off on your day. Have a great day, of course. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time and this opportunity to commune with you. Dear God, your love is sweeter than life itself. And we want to know that love, oh God, in the times of repentance and confession. We want to know that love in the time of praise and glorifying you and in the good times. You are greater than highs and lows. You are, you have fearfully and wonderfully made us and decided to know us even before we were born. Dear Lord, so we value that. We treasure that. We need you, Lord. Um, I pray that you would help everyone who's listening to this. I pray that you would help them to find and see a glory in the fact that you have a scandalous gospel that is gracious beyond what we can imagine. Our mistakes don't determine the mood in which you see us. Your grace determines that. And that is reason for us to value every entry point into your gospel. Dear Lord, we love you, God. We thank you. Um, we ask that you would help us to see things within a new light, and a new light of freedom and a new light of joy and restoration. In Jesus' name, that we ask these things. The covenant accomplished by the blood on your cross. Amen. All right, everybody. I pray this episode has blessed you. Of course, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. Don't be selfish. Share. <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed this ride. We are now 15 episodes in. That's what's up. That is amazing. Um, and so I look forward to the next one. I look forward to next episode 16. So. Um, Until that time, in the meantime, and of course, as always, stay fed.